Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Now then, the issue of how to deal with corruption has been discussed so many times that uh, any measure we can think of almost sounds like a cliche, but here's an organization that switched the idea of voting. So instead of uh, choosing a good, responsible politician or candidate in an election, they encourage people to vote for the corrupted ones, while voting for the good ones, so-called, can possibly improve society. Voting for the bad ones could, in fact, unmask the corrupt. Let's hear more about this idea. Mr. Casey Kelso, Advocacy Director of the Unmask the Corrupt Project at Transparency International. Good morning from Seoul. Good morning. Yeah, well, certainly this is not a cliché. This is uh, a unique solution. How did this idea all get underway? Well, I think that uh, Transparency International has been around for more than decades now, uh, taking a softer approach of talking about solutions trying to build partnerships, has paid off handsomely. We really have made inroads against corruption. But it seems like there was a lot of public outrage looking in the Arab region, for example, or around the world. There just seemed like every week there was a scandal. Mm. And I think the goal of the Unmask the Corrupt campaign is to encourage or cajole or to educate, to empower more people to speak out and speak safely about the need to take reaction. So it's really trying to inspire individuals to say, you can do something about what you read in the newspapers, millions of dollars being diverted from projects, from educational systems abroad to uh, Swiss bank accounts or shell companies in the, the Bahamas. There's a lot that people can do about these situations. But, but what do we really mean by voting for them? Well, there's three phases, really. One... The first phase, uh, step one, was to try to ask people to nominate in their area of the world, a global audience, what exactly was, was summed up the, uh, the, the, the issue of grand corruption. The people who seem to steal a large amount of money have a high political position or a high position in a corporation and seem to get away with it, that the justice system doesn't seem to bring them to justice. And we got about 380 nominations, more than 380 nominations, and from all over the world. So from New Zealand to, 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 to Peru and Chile, we had different people nominating different companies or presidents or prime ministers that had fled the country. The second phase then was we were looking at trying to figure out, is, and now is, who is actually the most symbolic case of grand corruption for the world public. And that's the voting where people can go to the website, mm. org, and select one of 15 cases that our fact checkers have reviewed and tried to make sure that there was the strongest case possible to, to show the symbolic nature of what's going on, that abuse of high-level power. Interesting. What about the, the aim here? Is it effective, this naming and shaming, as far as you're concerned? We've not gotten any sort of uh, uh, responses yet, but it, in terms of being able to point to public, uh, public opinion, to point to specific people, the idea is not to try to convict or put behind bars any one of these people. It's more to show the general policy that needs to be changed, that 
right now in our, our world, there's as much as $2 trillion worth of dirty money that is sloshing through the global financial system, being laundered by the owners of shell companies that disguise their, their, their actual identity through layer after layer of these different companies mm. that might go from one place of the world to another. And we know that uh, in the 400 bribery cases that we know from the OECD, the Organization of Economic Cooperation Development, a quarter was funneling stolen cash through these secret companies. So it's a way in which we try to make sure that global policy is adopted, reforms are done by showing and illustrating what can happen when those reforms have not taken place yet by Mm. individuals that get away with it. Why is it so important that more of us participate I think it's uh, like Amnesty International. I think Transparency International is trying to empower people to say you don't have to be helpless victims in the face of grand corruption of hundreds of millions or in one of the cases that it amounts into billions that that are diverted from one country to support a luxurious lifestyle and mansions and jets and yachts that people actually can take uh, a bit of action on their own. The third phase of that contest, when the global public has spoken, Transparency International promises that we're going to take action. We're going to give people a chance to mount petitions or to other other ways in which we'd have them cry shame and point the finger, as well as to point to the reforms that are needed at the global financial system, like Mm. stopping... uh, um, the illicit use of shell companies or trying to stop luxury goods being sold without any sort of due diligence or checks on who's buying them. Why would someone be able to buy a $5 million yacht with cash, but you can't put it into a bank account in the same way? So we're, we're hoping that we can reform the system and get the public behind us, the global public. I mentioned naming and shaming before. Have you had complaints from anyone so far? We've had one person that has put out a small article that said that they they really didn't like this. They felt that it was disinformation. But otherwise, there's been no official contact by any of the people that have been named, just that one case. Earlier, we had a, a, a public official in Brazil uh, who we'd identified as having diverted monies from, uh, allegedly diverted monies from highway projects. He actually was convicted. This was a, a man named Mr. Malouf who was the city mayor of Sao Paulo in Mm. Brazil. He actually was convicted in New York court. Uh, There was money laundering charges that were brought, proven in court, but he sort of thumbs his nose at the international legal system and said he doesn't really care whether or not this group far away, this worldwide movement is actually looking for him or talking about him. He's happy just to to continue where he is in Brazil. Mm. What about some of the really notable cases that we'd all be familiar with, have they made it onto this list? They have. Um, uh, the surprising thing is um, the China Communications Construction Company, for example. It is the largest Chinese company with many different subsidiaries around the world. It ranks fifth in the entire world as the, one, the, one of the five largest construction companies. And it isn't getting many votes yet, uh, which is surprising. It might be that People are either worried about voting or it just doesn't attract as much attention as some of the other ones. But uh, given that it was debarred from the World Bank until 2017 for, for fraud, 
that it was debarred, uh, one of its subsidiaries was debarred by the African Development Bank, it sort of got a proven track record that it does not do well in transparency and integrity, mm. and yet it doesn't have many votes, but it's up there. It seems to be rising, that the, the, the votes are rising. We still have another uh, some 40 days left of voting. And you got We're hoping to... that there's, there's more votes that will come in. And you got the FIFA crisis. Has that been getting attention? Uh, it has. It's been rising a bit as well. Recently, uh, we've been in discussions with FIFA now for over a year about needed reforms that, that should take place there. And I think they're doing a bit more soul-searching than they were a year ago after the Department of Justice had actually con uh, been continuing its investigations and is now bringing people forward to try to question them and, and press charges. You can't say the same thing about Isabel dos Santos, the daughter of the president of Angola, where it looks like in a country perceived to be among one of the 14 most corrupt countries of the world, this woman has amassed a current estimated wealth of $3.4 billion. And what we believe or what we uh, are saying is that of all the different allegations that swarm, of all the different um, questions that have been asked, we wonder where all this money went. There's a number of different activists and society is getting poorer and activists are being thrown into jail. How can this woman still be a billionaire and hold up her head high when her country is in such tatters? The other one that we were looking at as well was Petrobras, which seems to span some seven to ten different Latin American countries, a construction company that seemed to have an entire nest of different companies that were giving bribes not only to company officials but to others in government or in political parties. It's alleged that the, 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 the amount of money that exchanged hands was going into the hundreds of millions and yet um, we're waiting to see what sort of prosecutions take place. So we mm. put that into the contest as well to say the entire scandal involving all these different companies and all these different people with the bribes, that seems to be rising in the ranks as well. Mr. Kelso, can I just confirm how our listeners can place their votes? The uh, emphasis is on security. So what we do ask people to do is use an email address to register. It will not register who you voted for. It will, however, be able to, to, to be able to come back to you on at least your email address that you use. You can create a new email account. You can register. You can register by registering. Then you can vote once. It will allow only one vote per person. You can, however, go also onto the forums and discuss some of the cases. We have uh, quite a rousing different uh, uh, conversation going on each one of these cases with people all over the world making comments in many different languages, whether it's Arabic or Russian or English or Spanish or French. Uh, we have a number of people who are commenting and discussing among themselves, asking questions or offering up different links to different articles that could be read. So it's quite an interesting community of global yeah. community that is taking heart to, to, uh, by looking at these cases and discussing them. They feel like that's, they're getting ready for the next step, which is to hold them accountable. Well, Mr. Kelso, from Transparency International, thank you very much for speaking with us. It was my pleasure speaking with you. Well, good, good luck as well, uh, tackling corruption in this way. Uh, Casey Kelso there, if you want to share your thoughts with us uh, or if you want to clarify any of those ways in which you can get involved in this, you can email us as well, efmthismorning at gmail.com.